0: For as long as we have lived, for as long as we have known, love has carried us. You're listening to the Sermon Podcast of Genesis West in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You can find out more about us at org. Enjoy the teaching. Okay, if you can remember what Annalise said, uh, read, which, let's be honest, that text is probably one of the most confusing, bizarre, enigmatic uh, portions of the Gospels that I know about, and so I think it's unfair uh, for me to try to teach it in 20 minutes or so, but I'm going to try, but I'll need your help. Uh, But I think what I want to try to do is at least pose two questions. What does Jesus mean when he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life? And then who is the Holy Spirit? So again, 20 minutes. Here we go. Uh, thank you. Earlier in the chapter, Jesus says that he's going to prepare a place for his disciples in his father's house. And I think there was a Newsboys song about this theology, right? Any big Newsboys fans no one? Uh, Okay. And, um, you know, so there's this picture of like, hey, when we get to heaven, there will be a mansion and there will be a whole wing, you know, set up for us. And when you're a kid, you're like, man, that is awesome. Because I couldn't wait to get down to the basement and just have that be my area, which it was when I was 17 years old. And that was my area of the house and I could rule it and reign it. Um, But then you get a little older and you realize like, you know, there probably isn't an actual mansion for every single person. Whatever heaven is, it probably doesn't, it's probably not a big subdivision, right, full of mansions uh, that you can just hang out in for your whole eternity. And so you have to put this in the category sort of of Jesus is saying, listen, it's like this. It's not this, but it's like this. And so, uh, but he says, um, he says, I'm preparing a place for you. And then he says, and you know the way to the place where I'm going. To which Thomas says, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? But you got to love, right? That's a great question. To which Jesus responds, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Now, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Hebrew Scriptures, no one could say the name of God, much less see God. Remember Moses, when he asked to see God, in this sort of weird thing that says, like, God says, I'll hide myself in the crack of a rock, and you can see my back and you know and then moses comes away glowing it's sort of a weird uh picture but if jesus says uh you have already seen the father then um it just we gloss over this verse because we think this is the the way uh to get into the club right that's what we think jesus is the way the truth and life if you just name it you're in the club it's all good Next verse, right? But I don't think that's what Jesus was essentially saying when he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me because at the very next moment, he says, I, am the fa- I and the Father are one. So if you're thinking about, like, there's the Father behind door number two and Jesus is standing in front saying, the only way to get in is through me, And then you can get in to see the gold, the king. Then what does it mean when he says, I and the Father are one? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he says, the Father's in me, and I'm in him, and I'm in you, and you are in us. So now we're in some, like, Buddhist enlightenment, detachment, attachment, what is this? So Philip uh, presses the matter a little bit and says, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Same question Moses had. Philip, show us the Father, we'll be good. Which Jesus says, "Have, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still don't know me? Apparently not. Which is probably still a good question for the church today, right? I've been with you all this time, you still don't know me? Uh, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I don't speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. So believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you don't believe me, then at least believe me because of the works I've done themselves. Very truly, I tell you, and this is even more bizarre, Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. So what is that? Okay, let's stop for an all play question. My all play question is, what question do you have so far? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. What questions does that raise for you? Right, thanks, Jenny. Am I in or am I out? What about the people who don't say that, that Jesus is? What about the people who even act, I'll take it a step further, actively say that Jesus isn't the way? What about them? Great question, Linda. Say it again, Katie. How will I know that I'm actually seeing the Father exactly? Ooh, Dave, what do you mean by No. Harry, the lawyer, brings it up. How can Jesus go to the Father if the Father's already in him? And I'll even take it a step further. He says to the disciples, I am leaving you, but he also says, I am coming to you. Again, it's like, who is this guy? And why is he so enigmatic? Or is he? Steve, he says he's in you too. So is it equally or a little less? Man. So I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, I really believe that to the bottom of my heart. I really do. And I believe it's more than I can understand. Do you know what I mean by that? I, I think it's so beautiful that it's more than just something our heads can go, got it. So I think, based on all the questions I'm hearing, when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, I think he means, at least partly, because you've already seen me, You have already seen the Father, so whatever room I'm preparing for you up there, out there, if the Father's in me, and I'm in him, and you're in me, and I'm in you, then you're already there. You're already home. You're there. I'm coming to you. I'm going away from you. I am in you. You are in me. Yeah, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It means there is a life to come. There is. But that life, began, that life then begins now. Jesus is not the doorway to the Father in, in the way that, like, you get something different once you pass through. Jesus, when he says, I'm the way to the Father, and I'm also in the Father, and the Father is in me, He's saying, I am the incarnation of the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen God. Now you can see why he was executed, right? Because this is total blasphemy, except for he's telling the truth. And I think that answer pierced them right to the heart, even if they didn't understand it. I remember one time I was 21 years old. I'd grown up in the church I'd never really understood. um, All I understood about the church was that God wanted me to do things for him. And if I didn't do those things for him, I would not be accepted by him. And um, if I did do those things for him, then I would be accepted by him. And those things was a long list of, you know, things I shouldn't do and things I, um, needed to do, like read my Bible and go to church, but I never, I never rejected it, but I never really bought into it, and I think there was something in me that internally couldn't buy into a system that was prid, quid pro quo, you know, like, I do something for you, you do something for me. I just think that didn't, that didn't, that wasn't enough for me, but I was taking Eucharist one day, um, at a camp, like you do. And um, I remember being so broken about my own sin, actually. The ways in which I was just, I had really, I mean, and what is sin? I think there's so many definitions, but it's like trying to get life from something that could never give you life. And I was trying to get life in lots of places. And in the middle of Eucharist, I felt like, I heard the whisper from God, and the whisper was simply, I like you. And that was what wrecked me. I like you, because I hadn't even confessed anything yet. I just was there, showing up, taking the Eucharist. And I began in front of a bunch of my peers, the people that were working at the camp, to ugly cry. <laughs> and it was, but I didn't even care because I couldn't stop it. It was so, oh. It was the moment where I think beyond my head, into my heart, I understood this reality of the Father is in Jesus, and Jesus is in me, and we are one somehow. Because I was liked. And not loved, you know. I love you. Like I know God is supposed to love me. It's in the contract of the universe somewhere, you know. But I've never read anywhere that he's supposed to like me. Um, and so that was a defining moment in my life. And I think I wonder um, if those kinds of experiences... Are what we're all really hungry for when it comes to jesus being the way the truth and the life and when it comes to jesus showing us who god is i like you i think <laughs> thanks dave <laughs> but i think about the samaritan woman at the well and i think she felt the affection of jesus i think about thomas that becky preached on a few weeks ago when Jesus said, feel my side. I mean, put your hand into the, into the wound. I think Thomas felt affection. The gospel writer John says, you know, refers to himself as the disciple Jesus loved. Um, Mary Magdalene, affection. And so, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is saying, who I am, is the way. And you're already home. if I am in you and you are in me." And then he says, "If you love me, you will keep my commandments If you love me, you'll keep my commandments." What does that mean? All play. Just take a stab. Oh, yeah, thanks, Katie. So it's not like you have to do this. If you love me, you have to do this. It's like if you love me, what will flow out of you naturally is my commandments. Yes, I like that, Katie. Anyone else? Ooh, Rajan. Okay, it speaks... So Rajan is saying it speaks to hypocrisy. You can say you love Jesus and follow Jesus, but if it doesn't flow out in loving others, then maybe there's something to be learned there, right? Hi, Izzy. <laughs> what can I can I know who this person, this this stuffed animal is? What's his name? Her name? Skippy yai well, Skippy John Jones. Skippy John Jones. Skippy Did John you Jones. Skippy. Ooh. <laughs> Skippy John Jones, did you make up that name? It's pretty cool though. Wow. Well, maybe you all can meet Skippy John Jones afterwards. Um, John 13, 33, and 35. This is the chapter right previous to this uh, one that we're reading. Because you gotta ask, well, what are Jesus' commandments, right? Are they a lot? Um what are they? Little children. <laughs> I'm with you only a little longer, Jesus says, You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. Which is so fascinating, because that's what he says in chapter thirteen. Chapter 14 he says, You already know the way. <laughs> so which one is it? Oh. Anyway, he says, I, I give you a new commandment. Here it is, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, um, I have a conviction in my life that you don't have to abide by or agree with even, but here it is. You can only begin to love anyone when you realize you don't truly love anyone. You can only begin to love anyone when you realize that you don't truly love anyone. Uh, my friend DJ and I have a mutual friend. His name is Chuck McLeod, and we met Chuck in Detroit. And Chuck told me, and maybe he told you this, DJ, but I don't think we were together. But he goes, uh, and he loved to talk about Jesus. I mean, it was like all he wanted to do was talk about Jesus. Smoking cigar, talk about Jesus. Walk in, you know, walk in here and there, talking about Jesus. But it wasn't religious. It was like he would bring up all these questions. And he, and he asked us one day, what do you think it means that Jesus said, you'll know my disciples if you love one another? Yeah, and we gave some dumb answers, you know, like, Whoa, whatever. Because, uh, you know, um, we were trying to impress him, me and my friends. Uh, and he goes, do you know how to love anyone? And, you know, we're like, "Whoa, yeah. And he goes, because I don't. Man, I'm terrible at loving And we're like, well, if you're terrible at loving, then we're probably worse than terrible at loving. And he goes, so you know what I do every day? He goes, I do something called the love trade. And he goes, as soon as I can remember it in the morning, I tell Jesus that I can't love anybody and I don't love anybody. But you love everybody and you can love everybody. So I would like to trade my inability to love anybody with your ability to love everybody. So you take my inability, and how about you give me your ability to see people and love people the way you do? And I remember going like, well, man, is that like a magic trick? Does it work? But this guy interfaced with politicians, Christians, Muslims, all kinds of different people, and he found a way to love them outside of the boundaries of those categories. And so for 15 years now, I've, I've thought about that and thought, if Jesus is in me and I am in him, and if it's really true that I can do greater works than the works that he did, then there has to be a way of loving the way that he did. And I don't think it's a magic trick. So this gets to who is the Holy Spirit. Uh, So Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, which means I have been an advocate for you, Jesus is saying. But when I go, the Father will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. And I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. Now this is where I'm leaving you. I am coming to you. So the Holy Spirit, the Greek word is parakletos. Two words jammed together. Para means with or alongside, and kaleto means to call. So the definition that I think is a good one to work with when it comes to who is the Holy Spirit is one who is called to walk alongside us. One who is called to walk alongside us. So then the question is, and I'll let this be an all play, to do what? Be with us. Thank you. What else? To comfort us. Yes, thanks. Was that Pam? Pam, thanks. Oh, Jenny, to remind us that we are light. I love that. Someone else said something? Thank you, Rajan. This comes back to this command. You must love everyone. And I think sometimes we say, like, it all boils down to love. Like, whew, it's easy. Jesus has lifted the burden. It's much easier to follow rules than it is to love people, isn't it? Now, depending on your personality, you're like, hmm, I don't know. Um, but to love people, <laughs> and now we're meddling, huh, Joe? We're meddling. We're meddling. Um if I'm if I am invited to love someone I will have to eventually confront what I don't like about them which is almost always a reflection of what I don't like about myself. <laughs> and if I don't like about that thing that I see in her or him uh and I haven't dealt with myself I'll hate that thing because I hate it in myself. So it'll be threatening. So, if it is true that there is one who walks alongside of us and within us, um, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. Jesus also refers to himself as the truth. I'm the way, the truth. The truth isn't just dogmatics, it's a person, Right? So the Spirit of Jesus is with you. Spirit of truth, if the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, and if Jesus is truth, then the Spirit of Jesus is with you as you try to love the person. Sometimes it's yourself that you don't know how to love. That's what the Spirit does. We also read that you know him, verse 17. You know him, the Spirit, because he abides with you. That means there's an intimacy and a relationship I like you. It's not just someone giving you orders of what to do next. It's someone who reminds you that God is crazy about you and is for you. And that's good news. And then Jesus says, you will not be orphaned. You're God's children in name, but also in intimate relationship." And the Holy Spirit makes this possible. So what is the Holy Spirit? Someone who is called to walk alongside you. Which means you're not alone when you struggle to love yourself and others and God. You receive help and comfort. And I like what Chuck says. I don't think we're good at loving on our own. I just don't think we are. We, I think we learn. We try. But, man, I run out pretty quickly. And so knowing that I have a comforter that helps me to love is really comforting. So this week, when you feel lost and confused, what about remembering that if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, and you're already home. What about just breathing that in? I'm already home. I'm already home. This week, when you feel unable to love, try that love trade. Maybe you hate that. If you hate it, don't try it. But if it sounds intriguing as a way of just asking for help and loving, try it. Trade your inability to love anyone with the expansive, inexhaustible love of God, which loves everybody. And see what happens. See what happens in how you see people. It might radically change your perspective. This week, if you feel abandoned, you can remember that you're not alone. The Holy Spirit has been called to walk alongside you, and the Holy Spirit does. A long time ago, I got a picture um, that gave me great comfort, and it's (laughs) a little cheesy, but I I use it. Uh, I grew up near the ocean, so I love the ocean. I also love Ford Bronco's 1970s versions. Uh, So I picture myself in a 1970 Ford Bronco overlooking the ocean. Me and Jesus are sitting in that truck at the beginning of the day, and the question is, what are we going to do today together? And Jesus is smiling. And there is no pressure. It's just a day to be together. Now maybe the kids are going to be sick all day. We've had sick kids for nine straight days in a row. Fun! What are we going to do today? Let's do it together. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He reminds you of that through the Spirit, and we can live in that reality. It's mystery, it's learning, it's failing, but there is a reality that's bigger than just your mind and digging deeper and trying harder. If you're tired of that, maybe learn this. Amen?